You're listening to KUBU-FM, Low Power and the Voice of Sacramento. You can find KUBU locally at 96.5 on your FM dial or cable access channel 17 and 18. You can also listen in on the internet at accesssacramento.org. This program is Making Tracks, and I'm your host, Dale Steele. We're on weekly at this day and time. You can also find more information about what is covered on the show at daletracks.blogspot.com, and you can contact me there if you have questions or suggestions about the show. Making Tracks is back. Spring is in full swing now, and March is gone already, but we still have some rainy weather, at least for this week. Sacramento Earth Day is coming back. 2019 Earth Day will be held at Southside Park on April 28th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 700 T Street. And Sacramento Earth Day will include activities around environmental education, identify nonprofit organizations, have live music all day, plant-based cuisine, a kids' area, interactive booth, there'll be green products, community groups, local artists, bicycle valet parking, a picnic area, many electric vehicles to learn about, handcrafted goods, an environmental justice area, face painting, live bats, volunteer opportunities, and planet-saving strategy. Sacramento Earth Day is all about building community and finding ways to help residents in the greater Sacramento region to reduce our ecological footprint. So attend the event for the opportunity to learn about a vast array of methods to live more sustainably. About 150 organizations and businesses will be exhibiting a multitude of practical information, goods, and services that cultivate a healthier, greener way of living. You'll also find a variety of fun activities to enjoy for the whole family, including live music, interactive educational games, and a kids' area. There'll be several food vendors serving a wide range of plant-based vegan cuisine options, electric vehicles to check out, local art, environmentally protective products, and even valet parking for your bicycle. This is the largest Earth Day celebration in the Sacramento region, and admission is free. Remember, there's no place like Earth. The theme for Sacramento Earth Day in 2019 is there's no place like Earth. Amid the challenges we face in daily life, we must never neglect the beautiful planet on which we live. This event is a celebration of all that the earth provides us for sustainability and a call to action to protect those vital resources. The Sacramento Earth Day is organized by volunteer local nonprofit organization, the Environmental Council of Sacramento, or ECOS. The mission of ECOS is to achieve regional and community sustainability and a healthy environment for existing and future residents. Sacramento Earth Day is the largest annual fundraiser for ECOS, so consider supporting their work by becoming a sponsor for this landmark event. If you aren't able to sponsor, you can also volunteer. So again, there'll be live music all day, lots for kids to do and learn, can engage with many local environmental organizations, shop for locally handmade goods, and have free valet parking for your bicycle. So it's not too late to become a sponsor or to reserve a table or to volunteer. And if you're a food vendor interested in providing your food there, you can look into that. All this information is found at ecosacramento.net. So remember, Sacramento Earth Day, April 28, 11 to 4 p.m. You don't want to miss it. It's a great event. With the warmer days of spring back, 
there are many places and ways to enjoy nature in our area now. Trails are mostly dry and accessible in the American River Parkway and other nearby parks, and even the River Trail at Kasumnes River Preserve is dry and accessible as of last weekend. Most other locations in the area should be too. But I want to tell you about another amazing nearby ecosystem that you may not know about but should plan to visit soon. The buffer lands in South Sacramento County are owned and managed by the Sacramento Regional County Sanitation District and were purchased back in the 1970s to develop a buffer around the treatment plant operations and nearest neighbors. Well, this 2,000-plus acre open space area now also provides very good wildlife habitat and open space. And in addition, there are tours and special events and ongoing restoration projects there that you'll want to know more about. This month alone, there will be a Creek Week Birds and Blooms tour and an evening turtle talk and next month the very popular walk on the wild side event will be back you can get more information on the bufferlands at regionalsan.com backslash bufferlands well the bufferlands has a varied mix of upland and wetland habitats it's an important wildlife area supports more than 230 species of birds 25 species of native mammals and several native fish, amphibians, and reptiles. The Bufferlands also is home to more than 20 species of rare plants and animals, including several threatened and endangered species such as the Swainson hawk, fertile pool fairy shrimp, and even giant garter snake. There's ongoing habitat restoration and enhancement efforts at the Bufferlands. In these efforts, the size of the riparian forest has more than doubled, and native perennial grasses are now an integral part of the landscape there. Staff at the Bufferlands continues to work with resident farmers to better structure the Bufferlands agricultural operations to benefit wildlife. For example, cattle grazing is being used to enhance areas for western burrowing owls where vegetation would otherwise be too thick for these small raptors to hunt and exist in. So the Bufferlands has a lot going on, including a science program and a monitoring program. It's part of the Sacramento River's watershed nearby in South Sacramento County before you get to Kasumnes River Preserve and it provides great access to wildlife viewing, and you should plan on spending time out there in the many programs that they have going on. I've got an update on the proposed addition to the Two Rivers bike trail between Sutter's Landing Park and Sac State that would be located along the south side of the Lower American River in the parkway. Well, after much public, neighborhood, and environmental organization pushback, the city of Sacramento is reconsidering placement of this new 2.4-mile segment of the Two Rivers Bike Trail. The city requested an exemption from the American River Flood Control District to build at least four-tenths of a mile of the new trail on top of the levee. The Flood Control Board approved this exemption request last Friday. This is a move in the right direction, but it's not enough, as continuing to locate the rest of this new trail section along the base of the levee will lead to unnecessary loss of habitat and wildlife impacts, as was seen nearby at Sutter's Landing Park when the last segment of the Two Rivers Bike Trail was developed at the bottom of the levee. I've discussed this problem before, and I'll repeat some of that segment today. But the best location for the rest of this trail is on top of the levee where several other sections of the same trail are already built and located. This would avoid unnecessary habitat and wildlife impacts, would better separate foot traffic from bike riders and other modes of allowed transportation on the bike trail. And there has been a not-in-my-backyard or NIMBY reaction by some who live in the immediate area of the bike trail, as well as much support by many who use 
the Parkway for Recreation and Nature activities. Well, the city still has to revise the rest of the overall project so as to avoid significant and unnecessary impacts to sensitive habitat and species and adequately address the concerns expressed by many, including organizations, the requirements of the American River Parkway Plan, and the public in general. Stay tuned for more. I think I'll go for a ride Take the bike out of the shed Make a fresh start Get out of my head When the head spins There is no joy Put me up on the saddle I'm just a little boy A little boy on a mission Like the Tour de France Like Fred and Ginger When they were doing their dance To the sound of the river out on the old bog road Through the gorse and the heather Sure I'm as free as a bird It helps me remember How good it used to be When I was a king The bike, the road and me I think I'll go for a ride Every ride is little victories Challenges and trials you hope the skies won't open when home is many miles. You think you're cruising, your world is floating along. But a fall or a puncture, anything can go wrong. And then you know you're vulnerable at the mercy of the wind. With every hill you climb, you begin, you begin. You begin to be a spokesman with the freedom of the road. You see the Wicklow Mountains, you know you have to go. I think I'll go for a ride Summer evenings on the road The cool breeze in my head Poetry in motion On two wheels around Kildare I think I'll go for a ride There are cycling heroes Each one is my pal They inspire me when I'm pedaling By the river or canal Some days I'm Sean Kelly Some days I'm David Byrne Pedaling through Dublin town Or in Portland, Oregon Christopher in dreadlocks, Donald Lunny and Alwyn Fawere Cycling through the city, I'm waving to them all there, eh? <laughs> Get up in your bike No petrol, no diesel, you'll never get obese A cadenza in a musical piece And there is peace, peace of mind when you ride the frontier between nature and mankind, I think I'll go for a ride. I think I'll go for a ride. Summer evenings on the road, a cool breeze in my head. Poetry in motion 
to KUBU-FM, Low Power and the Voice of Sacramento. This program is Making Tracks, and I'm your host, Dale Steele. We're on weekly at this day and time. The Two Rivers Bike Trail is a planned bike trail that would, once completed, would extend approximately 10 miles in the city of Sacramento eastward to Sacramento State and possibly beyond on the south side of the river. The existing bike trail in the American River Parkway is mostly on the other side of the river. So once the Two Rivers Trail is completed, it will provide additional access for recreation and commuting in the parkway and many, many groups support support that. There are two sections of the Two Rivers Bike Trail that have been constructed. Downtown, beginning at near Old Town, there's a stretch that runs east to the Highway 160 crossing of the American River, which forms a barrier currently, and the next section hasn't been built. At Sutter's Landing Park, the section was recently built, and the section just to the west of it would be included in the city's current proposed grant funding to expand and enhance Sutter's Landing Park. So that would that would include an extension and connection of two existing sections of the Two River Bike Trail. Now, the city of Sacramento is also looking with a separate project at extending the Two Rivers Bike Trail to the east of Sutter's Landing Park, connecting with the section that was recently built there. And again, there's many groups that support this. It will provide a lot of recreation and access, but there are problems with the existing proposal. Now, unfortunately, the city has proposed building most or all of the next segment, phase two, they're calling it, of the Two Rivers Bike Trail, off the top of the levee, down at the bottom of the levee, following existing footpaths and dirt road access there. And problems with that, building the bike trail at that location will require the removal of a considerable number of trees and wildlife habitat, including sensitive habitat for an endangered species, the Valley Elderberry Longhorn Beetle. And so it'll disrupt the wildlife corridor that exists that allows wildlife to move up and down the river and, and accounts for some of the great diversity of wildlife we see at Sutter's Landing Park. And this disturbance will also increase access to the adjacent slim ribbon of habitat that remains on the south side of the river, posing additional threats. And we've seen the same thing happen at Sutter's Landing Park after the bike trail segment there was constructed at the toe of the slope. In both cases, the original plan was to construct the new bike trail on the top of the levee. And of course, there's other sections of bike trail in the American River Parkway, including section that's already been built to the Two Rivers Trail downstream that's on the top of the levee. But the American River Flood Control has balked at the idea of paving the top of the levee for a bike trail. They claim that it will interfere with their occasional maintenance activity. And while there is some potential for impact through that, 
it's no different than any place else in the parkway, and the flood control agency has the ability to provide detours and put up barriers for occasional planned regular maintenance. And that's something the biking community and recreationists are used to dealing with the American River Parkway. But we're not having that opportunity here, and instead, the proposed project would be delivered at considerable increased cost, not to mention the mitigation and impacts that I mentioned earlier. So the environmental document, the city has it out for review now to the end of November, and a considerable number of comments are being developed by organizations and, and individuals addressing these issues and calling for the city to include an alternative that avoids all these impacts by building the bike trail on top of the levee and working with the flood control agency so that that's possible. And that possibly will require doing a a more complex environmental document. And while that additional work would likely delay the construction of this phase of the Two Rivers Trail, it's necessary both in terms of being consistent with the existing parkway plan guidance and direction on these types of issues and to avoid unnecessary impact for those very resources that those of us who use the American River Parkway go to experience. There's a large support for the Two Rivers Bike Trail in its general context being completed, these issues have to be dealt with. The American River Parkway is a precious resource. They haven't really addressed the the mitigation requirements, and some of their proposed mitigation strategy would be replacing habitat outside of the parkway, for instance. That doesn't really benefit the American River Parkway and the sensitive species that are there. But this is an important subject. Used to be a caterpillar, or just a little bitty caterpillar, to chew in on a milkweed stem. Yeah, you know I couldn't fly back then, but I began a metamorphosis. And I wrapped myself inside my chrysalis. I grew and I changed inside. I turned into a monarch butterfly, so before it gets cold. And it starts to snow, 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 snow. Well, I'm gonna go. Yes, I'm gonna go down to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna fly, fly, fly. I fly, fly, fly. Fly, fly, fly down to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I turned into a butterfly late this summertime. And I spent those nice warm days way up in the north United States Just a sticking out my long, long tongue Testing flowers in the sun But the winter is on the way It's gonna get too cold to play Here we go But before it gets cold It starts to snow Snow, snow, snow I'm gonna go Yeah, I'm gonna go down to Mexico Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna fly, fly, fly Fly, fly, fly Fly, fly, fly down to Mexico And so when you see this butterfly You see this butterfly flutter by We'll blow a little kiss and wave yeah, wish me luck along the way. Good luck, butterfly! Because I got so far to go. All the way 
sense of a cold Winters aren't so cold down there I'll be back when spring is in the air Last time before it gets cold And starts to snow A snow, snow, snow I'm gonna go Yeah, I'm gonna go down to Mexico Alright, help me sing it this time Well, I'm gonna fly, fly, fly Fly, fly, fly Fly, fly, fly down to Mexico Good luck, monarch butterflies. Western populations of the monarch butterfly are on the verge of collapse, and a call for action is being sounded by the Xerces Society for Invertebrate Conservation in coordination with many other environmental organizations and agencies to take action now. Immediate action is needed to save this iconic species from possible extinction. Well, not many years ago, millions of monarchs overwintered along the Pacific coast in California and Baja, Mexico. There were an estimated four and a half million in the 1980s, but by the mid-2010 period, this population had declined by over 97%. And in 2018, the last annual count made that decline was even much more dramatic. Population had hit a record low. Only a handful of butterflies, less than 30,000, were counted. This is a huge drop from even the year below, even the year before. And it's hard to even comprehend the, the magnitude of this decline, but one way to look at it is for every 160 monarch butterflies back in the 1980s, there's only one remaining for each 160 in that short period of time. The scale of this decline is dramatic enough, but it's also significant for what it may signify. 30,000 monarch butterflies is the number of researchers said as their most educated guests for the threshold when the whole population of and the migratory process that they depend on could collapse. So whether or not the population can bounce back this season will only be known in the coming months and years ahead. While these numbers are alarming, the real issue is the longer-term monarch decline due to stressors such as habitat loss and degradation, pesticide use, and climate change, as well as many other pressures on the migratory cycle the monarch butterfly depends on. And, and yet this hasn't been fully studied or even understood. There's no quick fixes for the problem now, but a call for action has been put in place with a number of actions that need to be taken immediately. So the top five actions identified, first of all, is protect and manage existing California overwintering site. We need to halt the destruction of overwintering habitat in California. Second action is to restore breeding and migratory habitat in California. Third action is to protect monarchs and their habitat from pesticides, which are used extensively now. Fourth action, protect, manage, and restore summer breeding and fall migration monarch habitat outside of California. Monarch butterflies depend on this large-scale migration as one of the, the unique features that this iconic species has. And the fifth action is to answer key research questions about how to best aid the long-term recovery of the Western monarch. So some of the things that have been are being put into place now is state legislation was passed and signed by the governor last year to create in the Wildlife Conservation Board a new program, the Monarch Butterfly and Pollinator Rescue Program. And the Wildlife Conservation Board met last month and approved guidelines for this new program and will be accepting grant applications in the near future. Applications will be accepted year-round during one of four annual review periods. Funds provided through these grants will be available for use for restoration and enhancement of breeding habitat on private or public land. It may also be used on seasonal or 
temporary habitat. With this huge drop in, in much of the overwintering habitat for monarch butterflies is located on private property. Residents and landowners may be the best hope for the species. So the current estimates, population-wide estimates, are perhaps 200,000 from a high of over 10 million uh, for the species in, in just 40 years ago. But native milkweed is necessary for the butterfly's habitat, and it's being lost rapidly due to land development and herbicide use. It can be planted, and, and this has been very successful in gardens and other locations. Milkweed is critical. That's where the butterfly lays its eggs, and the caterpillar feeds on this plant so that it can grow and become a monarch butterfly. Also critical are the nectar plants necessary for the adult monarch as it migrates. This provides the food for the insect on the long-distance flights that occurs. So both plants need to be available in order for monarch to thrive in its complete life cycle and during the overwintering period. According to the Xerces Society, the Sacramento Valley, Sierra Nevada foothills, and coast ranges are vital to the survival of the first generation of monarchs produced each spring. Xerces Society is urging the state to work to protect the butterfly, protecting habitats from pesticide use, better managing overwintering sites, and restoring storing breeding and overwintering habitat. Among the many ways that individuals can contribute are by participating in citizen science projects to observe observations of the monarch, as well as to stop using insecticides and herbicides that not only harm the butterfly, but can also kill their milkweed host. The Xerces Society, Environment California, and many others are encouraging people to take these steps immediately. And I mentioned earlier that Sacramento has a monarch butterfly project, and this this is something that's just being started now. But uh, Xerces Society will be working with Councilman Jeff Harris, who's also a beekeeper and in, very interested in insect pollinators. And they're going to be establishing a butterfly garden on the Ninos Parkway in South Natomas. This is done as an example of what can be done and also to contribute to the species. But we need much more of the same type of activity at the local level. So kudos for for them for getting it started. We've got a lot long way to go, though, to create enough habitat to undo this damage.
Don't forget to check out my other radio program on KUBU. The Climate Report focuses on local climate actions and more, sponsored by 350 Sacramento every Wednesday at noon. And be sure to tune in Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for Radio EcoShock, the latest on science, issues, and authors dealing with climate change and the environment on a global scale. Hosted and produced by Alex Smith. Don't miss it. You're listening to KUBU-FM, Low Power and Voice of Sacramento. You can find KUBU locally at 96.5 on your FM dial or cable access channel 17 and 18. You can also listen in on the internet at accesssacramento.org. This program is Making Tracks. Again, thank you for listening. Well, I've been out walking.